listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going and you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host Jason Cook and today we have David Cherry joining us in the studio. Welcome David. Thank you, Jason, and good morning. It's good to have you here today, David. Now, you're stepping in for David Leo. We've got so many Davids. We've got David Leo, David Cherry now, David Maxwell. So many Davids that uh, I think Carmelina said yesterday, we'll have to start calling you by your uh, surnames rather than first names so we don't get you all mixed up. But anyway, I'm glad to have you here today because you've stepped in for David um David Leo, who was unable to do today's program. So thank you for joining us today. And uh, I think uh, this is probably your first time doing a program on Faith FM, and I'd just like to ask you a couple of questions so we get to know you a little bit. Um, Now, I know that you've recently moved to Tasmania, and uh, you're pastoring a couple of churches down here. Um, What are you enjoying about Tasmania so far, and how long have you been here? I've been here two and a half months Right. So it's all very new. Um, loving being close to the beach. Right. And loving being close to the bush. And there's beautiful people down here. Awesome. <laughs> Lots of wildlife too. Yeah, there is. And beautiful scenery. If you Have you been out um, in the in the mountains or anything so far? Or? Uh, a little bit of mountains. Yep. Went down to the caves last weekend. Okay. Hastings? Yes. Down nice. south? Yeah. It's a great drive down there. Well, that's good. Um, and where did you come from? Where did you move from before you came here? Most recently, we, we moved from Tamworth in New South Wales, but originally I'm from Queensland. So Tamworth is fairly inland, if I'm correct, is that right? Yeah. 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 The gateway to the west, they say. Yeah, okay. So uh, I guess that's why you're enjoying the coastal um, and the the water. It's beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what about your family? Um, yeah, I've got um, a wife and um, three beautiful children. And they're, they're loving being here as well. They, they think it's been a great move. And they're all school-aged children? No, I've got a six-year-old yep. um, who's in grade one, and then a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Awesome. Very good. And are they enjoying the weather down here as well? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone said it would be too freezing, but it's, it's no colder than where we were. Really? So far. So far. Well, it does get cold in winter, but I know inland... Uh, Australia, I know places like Canberra can get colder than here, so yeah, well, it's great to have you here today, David, and I really appreciate you coming in, and uh, I'm looking forward to what you've got to share with us today. Just uh, bear in mind, all of our past episodes, even though this is David's first one today, but all of our past episodes, regardless of what programs have been on, you can catch up on our Faith FM app, and you can get that from your app store on your phone or tablet. And, of course, you can listen online um, on the Faith FM website. That's faithfm.com.au. You can listen live. You can listen to our past episodes as well. And the app is a great way to listen if you are in an an area where the radio signal is not um, brilliant. So the app should work um, whether you want to listen live or whether you want to listen to the previous recordings of our programs. So... Today we have our show number for Tassie Encounters at 0488880891. We're going to have a free book offer later in the program. We've got a question for you. Um, so do write this down. This is our Tassie Encounters number. I'll say that slowly so you can write it down right now. 
880891. And that's a text only number, although I think if you ring it, you will get somebody. But uh, it won't be us. Well, I won't pick up the phone if you ring it. So text us in. We are monitoring that number for text messages today. Text us in uh, when when appropriate. We've got a code to uh, give you later in the program. So today's program is called Taste and See, David. Tell us uh, a little bit about what you're going to be talking about today. So the idea is is that, that all of us um, have things that we're passionate about, things that we love more than anything else. And today I want to ask the question is what is the thing in your life, in this world, that you are most passionate about? And, and as a Christian, the, the simple and easy answer we often think should be Jesus. Mm. As, as a Christian, are we most passionate about Jesus? And all these other things could be important, but is Jesus our number one priority mm. and our number one passion? And so um, that's the question I want to ask this morning and give us some clues to, as to how we can work out what our passion truly is. It's interesting, isn't it? Because sometimes, you know, I'm, I love uh, music. I love writing music and recording mm. music. And it's a real passion of mine. But, you know, what's sad is that I've done very little of that over the past year or two because I've got busy with other things. So even things that seem like our passion can get put aside. And uh, I guess today what we're trying to focus on is how do we make our focus on Jesus, our passion. Yeah, yeah and some of the things that we do aren't necessarily bad or wrong. And it's mm. good to have other passions and interests. Mm. But ultimately, we, we want to work out if, if truly we're seeking God first with all our hearts, and yeah. He is our, our number one passion. Well, you've got a bit of an interesting uh, intro to this. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you've got to say in a moment. <laughs> so what I wanted to start off with was just sharing about when I was probably the first half of my life, what my number one passion in life was. And it started from when I was like four years old, and my grandfather used to visit and we used to play together. And from from that moment, I developed an all-time passion. Hmm. And I'm just going to give you some clues and see if, if you, the listener, can guess what my number one passion was for the, the first half of my life. Maybe text us in if you get it halfway through uh, this uh, talk. Let us know what, uh, what uh, David's passion was. Now, some people are going to get it, yeah. and some people are going to sit there thinking I'm crazy, but there is a point to this. So, yeah. so let's see how we go. So I used to practice a lot. And the things that I would practice was sweeping and cutting and gliding and pulling and driving. And if I was adventurous, I'd even try hooking as well. Um, I'd try and get swing through the air or I'd try and get cut off the deck. Could be fishing. Could be fishing. I wonder (laughs) if anyone's got it yet. Um, If I could produce a flipper or a googly, my friends would know that they'd been warned. Now, that's, that's a pretty big clue, that one. Um, sometimes I'd have a long leg, sometimes a short leg, sometimes a square leg, and sometimes a fine leg. The most exciting time for me was when the tail would wag. That's an interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't mind being in the gully. I didn't mind being the third man. But if I was the twelfth man, well, that was an absolute disaster. Okay, this is starting to make sense to me now. Yep, getting it. Um, my favourite place to go every year was to sit on what used to be called the dog track at a place called the Gabba um, up in Brisbane. I was really intrigued listening to Richie, Bill and Tony talking about the doctor at the Wacker. Mm-hmm. And if I could choose to go anywhere in the world on Boxing Day, I would have gone to Melbourne. 
I wonder, you, you look like you're getting it, Jason. Yeah, I'm getting it now. I'm getting yep. it now. <laughs> um, most of the summer, I spent watching Channel 9 back in those days. Um, except for the days we went down to the nets, and you could hear the sound of leather on willow resounding in our ears as we danced down the pitch. Mm. I didn't mind getting bounced, but getting a duck was the worst possible thing. Has anyone guessed what my number one passion was? I think, even though I don't understand all of those terms, uh, I'm guessing that your number one passion was cricket. It was cricket, and, mm. and I loved cricket so much. And if you are a cricket lover, then you would have picked up very quickly mm. um, some of those terminologies that I used. But if, if you don't know much about cricket, if it's not your passion, you're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> you're going to think I'm speaking a completely different language. Mm. And so often the way we talk about things and the language we use can often describe as to what we are passionate about. Mm, absolutely. So uh, give us um, some intro into this idea of passion and how would we find out, you know, our passion? So a lot of, lot of people have different passions. And for, for me, it was cricket. For some people, it might be achieving in whatever you do. For some people, it might be making a lot of money. Um, it might be just having fun. It might be being popular. It might be building up your possessions or keeping up with the latest fashions or developing your relationships or going on holidays. All these things can, can be our passion. Mm. Today, I just want to briefly run through six um, different pointers that can help us understand what our number one passion is. Okay. Well, we're going to start with number one, and then after the break, we'll go through the rest of the five. So what's, what's your first one? So the number one indicator um, of what our passion is, is how we treat others. And it might sound like, a, a, you know, why, why are we saying that, how we treat others? I want to start off with a verse in Matthew 22. And some people came and asked Jesus what the greatest commandment was and jason if you can just read yeah matthew 22 verse 36 to 40 it says teacher which is the great commandment in the law jesus said to him you shall love the lord your god with all your heart all your soul and with all your mind this is the first and great commandment and the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments hung all the law and the prophets so jesus was saying that our number one priority is to love god and then equally as important is to love our our, our neighbour as ourself. Mm. And so the key for me, if I really love God, I'm going to love the people around me. And I'm going to treat them with love and respect. And if I'm not treating them with love and respect, then do I really love God? Is he really my number one passion? Mm, absolutely. That's a great um, indicator, isn't it? A great mm. test. We've got a question for you. What is your number one passion? We'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on 0488-880-891. What's your number one passion? And if that's too hard, just text us in. Tell us where you're listening from today. We'd love to hear from you. 0488-880-891. This first song is When I Found Jesus by Steph McLeod. When I found Jesus, he was holding on to me. Broken, I couldn't stand upon my feet With a word he broke my chains I was free to breathe again My life was saved by the love and blood of Jesus When I found Jesus 
He was standing over me. I was down and out and living on the streets. There were times I could have died, but the Lord was by my side. I didn't know I'd been saved by the blood of Jesus. Took the weight off my shoulders and came and gave me rest. He came and gave me rest. Gave me peace from my troubles. And Lord, I have been blessed. When mm. I found Jesus, He was walking. I looked into my eyes, saw the tears and heard my cries. For where I stood, I was saved by the blood of Jesus. The empty promises of the world had forsaken me. Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with David Cherry, and we're talking about the topic of taste and see. 
And in particular, this is about what our passion is all about. And before the break, we asked you a question. What's your number one passion in life? Text us in. Perhaps you can also share with us uh, why that's your passion and uh, how you know it's your passion. Text us in on 0488-880-891. We'd love to hear from you today. That's what's your number one passion in life and perhaps share why as well. Now, before the break, David, you were talking about how you have six indicators that might tell us what our passion really is. And we talked about the first one being how we treat others. Yeah, Jesus said to love the Lord with all your heart all your soul and all your mind, and, and love your neighbor as yourself. And mm. uh, a short illustration, I'm 10 years old, and my favorite thing to do at school at lunchtime every day is play cricket. And um, I, I was batting, and I ended up batting for two whole weeks every lunchtime, and I scored hundreds and hundreds of runs. And you'd think I was a pretty good player, but I actually wasn't. I actually got out on multiple occasions, but every time I got out, I'd say to my friends, oh, I wasn't ready, or it was a no ball, or you can't count that. And, and they let you go. They let it. me. Well, it's a wonder I had friends. Yeah. But because I was the guy that was most passionate about cricket, they kind of thought they, they needed to let me go. So I treated my friends really badly. Mm. And um, it showed that I was more passionate about batting and about cricket than I was about my friends, which also showed that I wasn't passionate about Jesus because of the way I treated them. Mm. So that's really important, isn't it? That uh, the way we treat others is. Um certainly an indication as to whether we're passionate about our relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah, the second, we'll move on to the second one. Um, the second indicator is what you think about. Like when you're just sitting sitting at home or got some spare time, what thoughts come into your mind? Now, obviously for me, um, when my passion was cricket, I'd think about cricket all day mm. and all night, and I'd be sitting there with a bit of paper and actually marking on a bit of paper if I was the captain of the team where I'd put the fielders. Now, I think back now and like what, what a waste of time. But all I would do was think about cricket and I'd be walking in the shops in, in Coles or Woolworths with my mum and all of a sudden I'd start running down the aisle and pretend I was bowling. And a couple of times I nearly bowled a maiden over right there in, in the, the aisles of Woolworths and Coles and um, wherever I was, whatever I was doing, my thoughts always went to cricket. So I want to ask is is when we're just in the quiet and we have a chance to think, does our mind turn to God? Mm. Do we actually think about Jesus and, and the sacrifice he made for us and, and how much he loves us? Mm. And so the first indicator is how we treat other people. Um, the second indicator, what, what do we find our thoughts naturally turning towards? And that might be a clue as to what we're most passionate about. Mm. The third indicator um, was what we spend our money on can often indicate what we are most passionate about. Jason, if you want to read um, Luke chapter 18 and verse 21 to 23. And I think this is uh, the story of the rich young ruler, isn't it? We're just reading parts of that today. But it says, And he said, All these things I have kept from my youth. So this is when he came to Jesus and said, What must I do to be saved? And Jesus talked about the commandments. Uh, So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, You still lack one thing. See all that you have... Sorry, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful and he was very rich because he was very rich. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. He was very sorrowful yeah. because he was very rich. Mm. Now, the question I have is, is was this man passionate about God? Mm. And I think he was. Was he passionate about well, heaven and eternal life? It actually says he came running and knelt down before yeah. him. So I think he was sort of passionate about that, but there was something else that yeah. was obviously stronger. He, he wanted God, he wanted eternal life, but at the end of the day, the, the one thing Jesus asked of him, mm. he couldn't do. So this verse very clearly 
um, illustrates that this man's passion was his wealth, mm. his his money, and and you know God gives people some people wealth and money, mm. um, some people he doesn't. Yeah, I guess it depends on on who we can trust with it. Mm. But at the end of the day, um, if we are more passionate about wealth and money than we are about Jesus, then that indicates um, that God is not our number one passion as as he should be. Mm. And back to the cricket, I. Always wanted a new bat. Didn't matter how good my bat was. I wanted a new one. I wanted all the new stuff all the time. And mm. and there's people around me that didn't have that much. Mm. And yet all I wanted was a new bat when I didn't need one. Mm. And um, it showed me what, what I was more passionate about. It's so easy to get caught up in that, isn't it? It's very easy. You know, it's a, something yeah. new is always exciting. And, it is. You know, so easy to get caught up in uh, getting new things. Yeah. So the first indicator of what we're most passionate about, um, how we treat others. The second one what we think about, the third one, what we spend our money on, the fourth one is how we spend our time. Mm. Um, now, we all have to work and we all have our leisures and hobbies and these these are good things, but when we have our spare time, what, what do we like to do? What do we prioritise our time? Um, how much time and effort do we put into our relationship with God? Mm. Um, there's a verse in, in Mark chapter 1 and verse 35 and it, it simply says that Jesus got up before the sun rose, mm. and he went went out and prayed to his Father in heaven. And for me, that shows what Jesus' priority was. His priority was connecting with his Father. Mm. Now, I just wonder if if we're willing to prioritize our time to put God first, mm. to connect with Jesus. Mm. Um, for me, I got asked to help out at church one day, and and I said, I can't, I'm too busy. And that same weekend, my friend said, we're driving from down near Sydney to Brisbane to play cricket for the weekend, are you going to come? Mm. And so I jumped in the car Friday night. We drove all through Friday night, arrived in Brisbane about 6 o'clock Saturday morning, and we slept for a few hours. We went to church. Uh, we went to the football that night, and then we got up and played cricket all day Sunday, drove home, got home about 4 o'clock Monday morning and went to work. And yet I didn't have time to help out in church. Mm. But I had time for a whole weekend just for cricket. Mm. Um, it very clearly showed what my priorities were. Mm. Mm. Um, so the fifth, we'll move on to the fifth pointer of what um, indicates our number one passion could be, is what we talk about. Mm. Now, Jason, do you remember when you first fell in love? I do. You know how <laughs> when you first fall in love, you just have to tell someone. Yeah, you you always want to talk about it. Yes, to your mates, yes. certainly. <laughs> you always want to tell tell people what's going on. Yeah. And I, I want to ask, what what do we talk about? Do, mm. do we naturally talk about Jesus? Does it come naturally to our lips to express the love that he has for us or the love that we have for him? Or is it just like, oh, Jesus, yeah, I, I believe in him? Mm. Um, or is it something we get excited and, and passionate about? Um, when I was about 21... The church I was attending asked me to to do a Bible study for a youth group. And I, I got to the youth group Bible study and I had nothing to say. And I couldn't think of a single thing that I could add to that discussion or lead that discussion because I just wasn't used to talking about Jesus because he wasn't my number one passion. Mm. Um, and so that's that's kind of sad that, that I was in that state, but at that time Jesus was not my, my number one passion. Mm. So we've got one more. We've got, we've got time. We've got time. Yep. So the first one was how we treat others. The second one was what we think about. The third one was what do we spend our money on. The fourth one, what do we spend our time on. The fifth one, what do we talk about? What comes naturally to us? And the last one is what is our priorities? Now, Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, he said, Seek first 
the kingdom of God. Mm. We don't need to worry about all these things that we worry about, but seek God first. And so according to the Bible, according to Jesus, that God needs to be our number one priority. Mm. And so uh, one more cricket story, illustration to share. Have, have you heard of Stormco? I have. That's that's something, a, a thing our church runs in different places, and I think we do it here in Tasmania as well. Yeah, it's, a, mm. it's like an acronym for service to others really matters. And, mm. and I had the opportunity to go on the first ever Stormco back in the early 1990s, and the, the chaplain at the school I was at said, David, do you want to come? And I'm like, oh, no, not really. You know, it's during the holidays, and, and I got a cricket game during that during that week. And he looks at me and he says, David, what's your what's your priorities? Mm. And he said, what are you passionate about? And I went, oh, okay. So I, I ended up ended up saying, I'll go. And we went out to Charleville. It was about eight or nine hours away from Brisbane on a bus. And it was going to be a two-week Stormco trip. Anyway, three days into the Stormco trip, we're, we're there with the kids club, where they're helping the community. And I, I made a mistake. I rang home. And I rang home to my friend and said, Oh, how do we go in the cricket yesterday? And he said, hey, we won the semi-final. We're in the final next week. Are you going to be here? And I said, um, no, I'm going to be out on this storm co out west. And then he said, you've got to come home and you've got to play. And so I had a choice to make. Was I more passionate about serving others like I'd promised to do or about playing cricket? Mm. And so the next morning I went to the bus station and I bought a ticket and I drove, well, I didn't drive, I went on the bus nine hours home, and I played cricket. And you know what? We won. And I, I got a trophy. But you know where that trophy is now? Uh, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> I threw it in the bin. Yeah. Now, if you've got trophies out there, don't go and throw them in the bin. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. But for me, I look back now and thought, um, I was more passionate about that than serving God. And so for me, it was an obstacle, and I had to, to move it to one side. And so... What we prioritise in our life clearly shows what our passion is. Awesome. Well, that's uh, certainly some good pointers, and uh, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more. We've had a text message come in from Kayla. I believe this is somebody you may know. She says, uh, Morning, Tassie and Kayla. I'm listening from Gura, New South Wales. Gaira. Gaira. Gaira, yes. Uh, a big hello to David Cherry, and uh, he, that uh, she says that she guessed cricket. But, Good job, uh, Kayla. But uh, apparently she had an inside advantage because you were a minister there. So I was. Beautiful place of the world. Yeah. Awesome. Colder than Tasmania, I reckon. Thanks for texting in, Kayla. We're going to go to a break. Remember our question today, what's your number one passion? We'd love to hear from you today. Text us in on 0488880891. This is Take This World to Give Me Jesus. Take this world, but give me Jesus, all its joys are but a name, but his love abideth ever through eternal years the same. Oh, the high and 
made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with David Cherry. We've been talking about the topic of passion, and the title is Taste and See. And uh, in the last section, David, we finished off talking about six indicators of what our passion might be. But if if we've realised, I guess, as we've been listening, or perhaps we've realised at some other time that... Jesus is not our number one passion. Uh, what can we do about that? Yeah, it's a really good question, Jason. And, you know, I was going to church every week, but I look back now and Jesus was definitely not my number one passion. And you know what? People couldn't tell. Mm. And I would deny that Jesus wasn't my number one passion, but your, your actions and, and all these indicators do do tell and other people can see it. Um, so the question is, what what can we do if the way we treat others, our thoughts, the way we spend our money, the things we do with our time, things we talk about, and our priorities aren't aren't putting Jesus first? So the first thing that I thought when when I was going through this was, what what can I do? And so the first thing I thought was, I need to pray harder and study the Bible more. Mm-hmm. I need to make Jesus my priority. I have to share Jesus with others. You know, share my testimony. I have to treat others better, and I just have to think about Jesus more. But if, you know, the listener is anything like I was, the the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah. And it's okay to say, I'm going to read the Bible more, I'm going to pray more, I'm going to put Jesus as my number one passion. there's nothing wrong with doing all of those things. And those are the the perfect things to do. Yeah. But the the human nature often gets in the way of making time to do those things. Mm. And so I think for me, I I needed something more because I tried to do these things, but I'd always fail. Mm. And it left me a bit discouraged. So the key for me to discover what my number one passion was, to change my number one passion to being Jesus, was to find out what Jesus' number one passion was. Do you know what Jesus' number one passion was? Uh saving people i don't know yeah i think so let's have a look what what jesus own words so jason if you can read john chapter 4 and verse 34 john 4 34 i've got it up here just give me two seconds 
It says, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Okay, so Jesus said, my food, you know, what gets me going, what gives me strength, what gives me energy is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Hmm. But that leaves me with another question. What is his will? What's the will of God and what was the work Jesus came to do? I think this is a very important question that we often struggle with is I I know that I want to serve God. I know Mm. that I want to do his will, but but what is his will for me? What is my purpose that God Mm. has for me? Yeah. Yeah, and we can go to another verse which can help give some clarity on that. So if you can read for me John chapter 6 and verse 38 to 40, it's going to help us out. It says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. So the will of the Father is that every person has the opportunity to see his love and mm. to receive eternal life, mm. the salvation and forgiveness of sins that Jesus promised to give. And it was when I read these verses and I actually discovered that Jesus' number one passion was me. Mm. And I was I was a sinner. I was in a lost state and I was trying really hard. But as soon as I realized that that Jesus had as his number one priority in life my salvation, it changed the way I thought. Mm. And it, what, what do you do with that? when you realize someone loves you that much. Mm. Um, I'm going to read one more verse from the Old Testament, which um, is also another beautiful picture into this. The Lord has appeared of old. This is Jeremiah 31, verse 3, and we're reading from New King James Version today. The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. So I, I read that verse, and it sounds like God's like a big love magnet. Yeah. And he's like drawing us to himself with his mm. love. It's not with a big stick. Mm. It's not with threats. It's it's like, I love you. This is mm. what I'm prepared to do for you. Mm. And there's there's a sister verse to this one in the New Testament in, in John chapter 12. And I think Jesus says, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. Yes, yes. And so what he's saying is that when I'm lifted up on the cross and mm. people can see the depth of my love for them, it will draw them to me. And I found in my own personal experience this to be true. While I tried to make Jesus my number one passion by doing all these really good things, it wasn't until I realized the depth of his love for me that I actually went, you know what? what, what response can I have but to make him my number one passion? I think that's so important because, you know, as you said, if we try to do things in our own strength just by pure willpower, the energy fades very quickly, but when we when we do something out of a love response, it's it becomes not a burden, yes. but something that we we want to do. Something I get to do. Yeah, I get to wake privilege. up and, and yeah. talk about God. I mm. get to read my Bible, and you know, unfortunately for me, it took a really low period in my life to get to that. And mm. I went through a period of about six to twelve months where, where if I'm honest, I, I didn't care if I lived or died. Mm. And it was a really rough period for me, and I would I would be crying every day. And you know, when you hit rock bottom and and your life is low, you either give up or you look up. And so for me, I at this point, I chose to read the Bible. I chose to connect with God, and I actually experienced for the first time in my life God's forgiving, pardoning, and saving love. 
And that was a really beautiful experience for me because although I'd known about God my whole life, I'd never actually acknowledged the depths of, of my sin and how much I needed him and realized how much he loved me. Mm. And so when I realized in the lowest part of my life the the real love that he had for me, that's when I thought I, I need to make him my priority and I need to make him number one and the number one passion in my life. And so my hope is today that that the listener will will experience that love that God has for them and that saving grace that God wants to give them because that really is the only way that we can make God our number one passion once we experience that. Mm. We've got a book offer today. Um, it's called The Passion of Love, and this is uh, an excerpt from some other writings uh, from Ellen White. And I'll just read a little bit of a description about this book that we're going to give away. It's uh, The Passion of Love, book five. It began quietly in a garden called Gethsemane and culminated violently on a hill called Calvary, a brief moment in time that forever changed the world. But nothing you'll see or hear can compare to the gospel truth, and nothing but the Bible itself will ever, ever fill you with hope or inspire you more than the narrative you now hold in your hands. Indeed, no picture or film or sound will match the breathtaking detail and power of this beautiful volume from the final chapters of the best-selling masterpiece, The Desire of Ages, a vibrant and biblical faithful commentary detailing the last hours of Jesus' life. So this is our book giveaway today. I think it's going to be well worth getting a copy of this, and uh, right after the break, we'll give you the code for this book. This next song is God Really Loves Us by Crowder and Dante Bow. I've got a friend Closer than a brother There is no judgment Oh, how he loves me I've got a friend And he is my strength my portion with me in the valley with me in the fire with me in the storm let all my life testify
Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're finishing up our program with David Cherry. We've been talking about passion and taste and see. Just, I'm going to put you on the spot here, David. I'm trying to get the connection between taste and see and passion. Can you just give me a 30 second explanation of that title and the passion topic that we've been talking about? Yeah, I, I guess for me that it wasn't until I'd actually tasted an experience because taste is an experience. Yeah. And taste affects, you know, every part of your body and mind. Yeah. And once I tasted and experienced personally God's love for me, then then your passion then became my passion easy. became yeah. much easier. Yeah. And and let me just say, I still love cricket. Yeah. And I live five minutes from the Bell Reeve Oval, and I hope to go to a game sometime. But but it's lower down on my priority list, mm. and and Jesus has to be my number one passion. Yeah, absolutely. Now I mustn't forget we promised our book giveaway today. Um, the Passion of Love, Book 5, and the code for today is ENCOUNTER37. Text that into 0488-880-891, ENCOUNTER37, E-N-C-O-U-N-T-E-R-37, no spaces. Text that into 0488-880-891. Now, I will just say we did have a little bit of an issue this morning with uh, setting up this book offer. Uh, if it doesn't work initially, we'll do our best to make sure that you get your book. Um, so text us in and hopefully we'll get that out to you. Uh, awesome. So today, David, we've, we've, we've got seven minutes left to wrap up. How would you like to summarize our discussions today? So I just want to briefly go through the six indicators uh, one more time. Mm-hmm. And, and as we go through them, I just want to, to challenge each one of us to, to ask the question, um, what, what is our number one passion truly? And, and is it Jesus? So the question, the first pointer was, how, how do we treat others? Um, on a day-to-day basis, how do we treat the people around us? Um, the second one is, what do you think about when you have that spare moment? The third one was, how do you spend your money? What do you prioritize your money on? The fourth one, what do you do with your time? When you have spare time, what do you put that into? The fifth one was, what do you talk about? Naturally, what comes out of your mouth when, when you're talking? And the last one was, what do you prioritize? What's, what's your list of priority, priorities? And I just want to read a quote from the book that we're, we're giving away today. And it's the book, Desire of Ages. And it, and it says this, love for God, zeal for his glory, and love for fallen humanity brought Jesus to earth to suffer and die. This was the controlling power in his life. And I'm like, wow, what a, what a beautiful summary to show what Jesus' number one passion was, was, was my salvation. Mm. And that's why he came to earth and died. And I just thought that was a beautiful way to summarize that. We're going to go to one more verse in Ephesians chapter 3. But just before we do that, I read some, some quotes. And, and they go like this. We can only love God to the degree that we know he loves us. Mm. That's, that's quite challenging. Mm. And we can only love God to the depth that we have experienced his love in our own life. And mm. so it all comes down to that, that taste and see that, that experience. And so I want, I want to ask you, Jason, if you're happy to read Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14 to 21 to, to finish us off today. Yeah. It says, When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit, then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. 
Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Now just look at the start of that passage and thanks for reading that. Mm. Um, when I think Paul is saying, the Apostle Paul, when I think of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. Mm. So he's thinking about God's goodness and he's thinking about how how both Jews and Gentiles had been saved. And and this is what Paul gets up out of bed in the morning to pray for. This mm. is This is his prayer. And the first one is that God would strengthen us with his Holy Spirit. And so Paul is praying that the believers would firstly be strengthened through the Holy Spirit, which is where we get our power from as Christians. And the next bit is the bit I want to focus on. The next bit, he says that your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. So God doesn't just want us to to know about his love he wants us to understand what that love is like. Mm. And in verse 19, he says, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. And so it's definitely a taste and see. Mm. He wants us to experience it for ourselves. Now, this is, this is the kicker for me. How many dimensions of God's love does Paul want us to experience? Well, he's mentioned four here. He's mentioned how wide, how long, how high, and how deep. Four dimensions of love. Mm. Now, often... Um, we experience love or see love in, in two dimensions. Um, we're watching someone else's experience with God. Let me give you an example. If, if you watch TV, you're watching in two dimensions. Mm. You, can, you can watch it, you can see it, it can impact you a little bit, but it's someone else's experience. And so two dimensions of love is, is really seeing someone else's experience. Now, I'm sure many of you will have seen some of those 3D movies or 3D um, documentaries, and you put those glasses on, and it's kind of 2D for a lot of the time, but then all of a sudden something jumps out at the screen and you jump back and, and it kind of affects you a little bit. And so it's in three dimensions of God's love. You're watching someone else's experience with God and occasionally it jumps out and interacts with you. But that's not what Paul wants. He doesn't want two dimensions or three dimensions. He wants four dimensions. Mm. Now, Jason, have you ever been on one of those 4D rides? I have, actually. Yes, have? Yes. yes. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, 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 they're fantastic. Yeah. I didn't know much about it till I went on one. Mm. And the one I went on, I think it was in the United States, and basically you're sitting there, you've got your 3D glasses on, and you're watching a screen, but when someone sneezes on the screen, the little <laughs> puff of spray comes yeah, out of the chair in front, yeah. and you get all this wet face, yeah. and you're actually experiencing what's happening. Mm. And then there's an earthquake on the screen, and your chair is rocking up and down. Mm. And so it's actually interacting with with your day-to-day experience. And that's Mm. the type of love that Paul is wanting us to have, to experience God's love in four dimensions where it actually makes a difference to our everyday um, living and our everyday way of life. And so Mm. I want to encourage each person today, if you truly want God to be your number one passion, then the first thing we need to do is find out how much from reading God's word, how much he loves us and realize that we are his number one passion and then experience that love in four dimensions. We can't just watch someone else's experience with God. We have to have our own deep, 
personal experience with him, and that starts with with just telling him, God, give me that experience. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, David, just as we, we go out, uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of uh, questions. To We've got a, um, about one and a half minutes left. Um, this is your first experience on Faith FM, and has it been a good one? It's better than I thought. <laughs> I think you've done tremendously well. And so I, I hope that uh, you'll join us again. Do you think that's a possibility? Um, all things are possible through through God who gives us strength. Absolutely. What a great quote. So there you go. And I know uh, you prayed this morning. You told me that you prayed this morning that uh, you'd, you'd uh, be okay today, and you have been. So praise God for that. Um, next week we've got coming up uh, on Wednesday, David Leo. Even though he's away, we've got a recording of his program next week. It's called Bible Heroes Joshua. So he'll be talking about Joshua next week. And um, tomorrow, David Maxwell and Carmelina, they're talking about God, the universe, and everything, part one. That sounds like a big topic. Um, I wonder what they're going to talk about. I'll, I'll tune in on that one. It sounds very interesting. Um, so I, just before we go out, I'm just going to share a little bit of uh, my experience just with this this passion thing and this uh, experiencing God's love. You know, you mentioned earlier in the program that we we love because God loved us. You know, the Bible mm-hmm. tells us that. And when we experience his love, that gives us the passion to, to then love God back. And uh, for me personally, I experienced that tremendously as I – uh, people know if they've been listening to our program for a long time that um, uh, I've been through stage four cancer. So in essence, I was, you know, given a terminal condition, and uh, and I've been saved from that. Praise God! And and because I've experienced that, I've experienced firsthand what it really means to to be saved and loved by God, such that He saved my life. And that's how it is mm. with every one of us, isn't it? That that instead of going to uh, basically a place of nothingness or, you know, eternal um, separation from God, we can experience eternal life with him. And so Jesus saved every one of us. And so that's my little testimony this morning of um, how it, it really changed my outlook on life, being, mm. being saved uh, literally. Well, that's all we've got for you today. Remember our book offer, Encounter 37. This is What a Friend by Amy Music. What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins increase to bear What a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Oh, what peace we often forfeit Oh, what needless pain we bear All because we do not care